Welcome to Meeting of the Gold Mines. I'm your host, Tony Vega, Ball Mojito. Again, appreciate you guys for tuning in. I am not alone. I'm with my PGM brothers and sisters, Tony Playoff. Appreciate you guys for joining us. Of course. Uh, <laughs> sorry for the hiatus. It seems uh, my I've been sick, and because of my sickness, it it traveled through a long distance digitally and infected <laughs> Zen. So it it did that. <clears throat> then it went and Zen because he's closest to Alan. Then he infected him as well. So we've been we've been short handed. So apologize for not having an episode between these two weeks. Um, but hey, we're back. We're back. And we got to win. Right, guys? Yeah. We got to win. By the hair of our chinny chin chin. Hey, hey a win is a, a win. win is a win. A win yeah. is a win. So um, at the time of this recording, it was Sunday um, after the game, after the Rockets game. Um, <clears throat> playoff. Let's start with you and <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry if I'm a little just curious. What's on your purple and gold mind? And it could be the game, it could be anything, but let's just start with that. Let's get let's get this ball rolling. Um, no nah, man, just you know, a good good win. Um to me, I you know, I tweeted this is the first quality win of the season. Um, I think that <clears throat> At first, we kind of thought it was the Clippers game, which was a good game. But, you know, they've kind of fallen off a bit after the Harden trade. Um, Houston has actually been really impressive and they've had some really good wins and beat some good teams. So I really I really feel like this one kind of falls under the the quality win category. A little closer comfort, like Tony said, um, but I'll take it. Um, Braun and A.D., I mean, they they did their thing tonight, both of them. You know, AD had kind of been struggling a bit on the offensive end. It, it definitely looked like he he got back in his groove tonight. Um, hated to see uh, him get fouled out. But, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, we still got the win. Uh, Braun, in the fourth quarter, I mean, as far as these, these clutch situations, um, there's really nothing, nothing else to be said. He's just he he's been in his bag, and he's turned back the clock on the jump shot, which I know was a was a concern for a lot of people, especially after the uh, the playoff run last season. Um, so yeah, man, um, great win. You know, we'll we'll get into some other Twitter shenanigans, I'm sure, over the course of this conversation. It, it got a little tumultuous in my mentions today, but uh. Really? Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a bit. We will get into that. Yeah, <laughs> there was there was some sparks and fire, and I, I it's 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 here there. But um, Tone, what's on your PGM? Um, I would say we're still waiting for LeBron to box out. Um, what else? You guys help me with my list of things that they pressure <laughs> my go into doing oh, as if. As if he's not contributing enough for, you know, the Twitter sphere, because it's not all of America. It's not all of NBA. It's not all of, you know, our fans. It's just the Twitter sphere. So, um, but like you guys said, a win is a win. And um, 
what happened to Josh Allen? That's what else is on my purple and gold mind. But I digress. <laughs> you may continue leading the show, Tony. Oh my goodness. Um, you know what? It's a good segue. It's it's a good segue um, because what's on my PGM is actually box outs. Let's let's go let's go into that because like oh, okay. you 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 brought it up and it actually has to do exactly with that like the tweet that uh playoff had was exactly about that so um playoff can you can you read that tweet just if you uh, verbatim don't cut any words out don't <laughs> you're talking it. about my tweet right you yes. talking about my tweet okay yes sir all right so <laughs> just to kind of set the stage. Um, before I read my tweet, Cranjus McBasketball, who has who was on shout a previous, out to him. yeah, shout out to Cranjus, um, was on a previous episode of Meeting of the Gold Mines. Um, provided a really good yes. provide provides lots of good information and kind of digs into the advanced uh, statistics and and metrics from the game. Um, I applaud him for being able to watch these games multiple times to kind of dig into all these numbers. But what he did was he was talking about um, the box, box out st- stats. And, um, you know, AD was leading the charge. Uh, let me get, let me actually pull it up here. So AD, I think it was AD Austin. Um, then after that, it, well, Honestly, it it had Max Christie and Maxwell Lewis up up top, but that's just because of the sample size is very small. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah so, then, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go, go, go ahead. You. All right. So, AD was at the top of the list as far as his percentage was like, um, as far as like actual rotation players, he's at eighty-seven point three percent. Then Reeves, then Torian, which is kind of surprising actually. Um, Jackson Hayes, <laughs> reddish. Uh, Rui are all, you know, kind of in the seventies. Um, D'Lo was borderline. He's at 70.1. And then we had, uh, Christian Wood. And lastly, it was Bron. So he, the original tweet, he didn't even specifically like single out Bron. He just presented the, the, the statistics as they are. And then people lost their minds. Tone included. Apparently, so, me. <laughs> so, sort of lost their collective minds. The bronze stands went crazy. Like, you know, you you can't you can't talk about LeBron. You know, he's he's the goat. We can only say nice things about Bron. We can't we can't make observations and talk about things that maybe he needs to improve on a bit. That's just not allowed. And so, my tweet specifically said, I quoted it, and I said, "Me waiting for the Bron can do no wrong crowd to find this tweet." <laughs> and then all hell broke loose in my mentions, and I didn't even say anything bad. Is that bad? Read us, read us some of the loving things that the Twitter sphere. <laughs> all right, so these, these were some of the responses. Um, Tony just laughed at my tweet because he already knew what was about to happen. I think this yeah, actually I, happened to Tony last season. Yeah. Where he tweeted something about, about LeBron, LeBron that that the stands didn't didn't feel was favorable, and they just went at him. It, it became a thing for a couple of days. So this was one response. And, again, I didn't say anything negative about LeBron in my tweet. I didn't say a word. 
one response, 35 points, five threes, W, and two missed box outs, exclamation point. Gosh, get it together, LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) Hence, for the slow people, peep the sarcasm, please. And then, uh, let's see, what are some other ones? Uh, People were just so upset about this. Um, It's not that he can do no wrong, but overemphasizing this and singling him out didn't happen. While we have plenty of other glaring issues and he's playing well, reeks of hatred. Bron had more defensive rebounds than everyone not named AD last night, by the way. All right, so so here so here's the better tweet, right? Um, so I said, this is from someone who who has Braun as the goat. So <laughs> that's me, like that's coming from somebody that Tony, so come, Tony coming to my defense on the timeline. Yeah, and then what's what's funny about this is just look look at this one, like uh, it's just. I don't know if I can make it bigger. Okay, there we go. Bro, I absolutely have no issue with the tweet. He's definitely needs to do better with the box house so we can have more possessions. Again, every everybody knows how great he is, but he's not above criticism, especially with it's yeah, when he, it's warranted and you know how much of a fan of his I am. Wow, that is a reasonable discussion. That is a reasonable answer. A reasonable take. That is a reasonable take. Again, nah, I'm a Braun fan. See, these are people that are real. These are real uh, people. Th- not, these are real people. They're not NPCs. Fair. They're not NPCs. <laughs> Fair. But it's... Fair. I just knew when 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 Playoff put this out there, I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you gotta be careful, man. And I... Uh, you know, admittedly, and I realized it was definitely a point where I realized I'm giving too much time to this specific individual in my mentions because I literally was going back and forth with this dude. And I have a problem sometimes of like <clears throat> feeling like I need to have the last word. Yeah. Mm. That's, something that I need to, that's something that I definitely need to work on. But uh-huh. wait, scroll down more. I was trying to see what that. Which one? Keep going. The black yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. The surgery okay. thing. Yeah, okay. that, threw me, that threw me. I was like, "What is that?" Uh, uh, well, hey, hey. This is the, this is the problem with with uh, what's it called with Twitter now? Like, Elon ads. Yeah. Every single uh, like, it's it's crazy. But um, here's here's the thing that that drives me crazy. Like, if if you look at this tweet originally, like, again. Dilo Wood and Braun are further away, but can absolutely get there. Like if you see his original tweet of Tim, it's not like I saw it like, okay, it's just data. Again, like it's it, here's the thing, like the team has been pretty, if not as bad. They're they're at the bottom when it comes to offensive rebounding. So when we see that, it's like, okay, why? This is the why. Do you see what I'm trying to get at? Like that's yeah. that's all it is, and I, and I wouldn't say it's the why necessarily. It's just you know, it's it's just good and bad. It's it's just a, it's a stat. It's 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 data. It's data. Data. And, and, <laughs> and just because LeBron is down there doesn't mean anything wrong. But it's, oh. it's and and that's the thing. Like 
And maybe it was the timing because when LeBron had his great night, uh, what when was it with against Portland? Was it? Yeah, Friday. Yeah. So he had a great night, and it's like then this tweet came on. It's like, oh no, you're trying to you're trying to downsize his 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 performance. And, and <laughs> can, you know, I, can I can I ask a question? Go go ahead. Please. What was the take like? So so the game against Portland. What was the narrative and the takeaway concerning LeBron after that game, Tony? In your in your opinion, what what was the takeaway from that game? Just about I mean, LeBron. just about Bron that he put his cape on and saved the day. Uh, exactly. Guys- <laughs> so I literally, literally have people in my mention saying that the narrative after that game was that LeBron doesn't box out. I'm like, where do you see this at? Who? No one is saying that. No one is saying that at all. And like being able to, and I love LeBron. That's that's actually what led me to becoming a Laker fan. And here I am breaking down Lakers Dang. games and, and providing Dang. content. And I followed this man throughout his entire career. And so being able to have a real conversation about what we're seeing on the floor, that's it's not hate. It's not an indictment of his career. It's just an observation of what we're seeing. And Boxing out has been a, a, an issue for this team so far this season. Can we all agree? This season, about that? yes, a hundred percent. So, be like having a conversation about that and pointing that out and presenting data. I don't understand how that is considered. The hatred. troublesome part is not only does the data represent <laughs> the fact that he has an issue boxing out. Not only does the data represent the fact that he does have an issue boxing out. I think, and I don't, I don't speak for everyone. I am also one of those. I, I hope I'm also one of those unbiased, um, non-problematic, bronze fans, bronze sexuals, proudly claim it. You know, no, no disrespect to Savannah. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's, it's hard for me to digest, especially. Oh my God! I really thought Coach Kwame Brown, your friend, you guys' friend, not my friend. You guys, friend KB, would have been able to be present um, tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, playoffs to answer your question, but it's not too bad. But <laughs> my gripe is, it's like, ah, because the thing is, I can't, I can't say what I want to say without sounding biased. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's just when we have so many glaring issues with how the team has started off the season because I don't I honestly don't believe in my heart of hearts that this is going to be our story for the rest of the season you know barring more injuries or something I'm assuming we get healthy we catch a rhythm you know you can see our chemistry really kind of taking course and molding we get healthy we have you know certain people um in place Certain other people taking, you know, a step back, their responsibility and their loads lighten so they can, you know, a lot of people have been having conversations about people being in their proper positions, right? So with all those other glaring issues, it's like, we're going to take this one, this one team issue and it's like, oh, but, you know, it's like point the elbow. You're not going to necessarily point the finger, but you're going to, it's LeBron, you know, bitch, I see you. You know what I'm saying? I see you and I hear you. But guess what also is LeBron? Probably our leading scorer, or probably is our leading scorer in the, what, last 
eight to 10 games uh, mm. our most, I would say, effective playmaker in our last eight to 10 games. Three no games. disrespect to D'Lo. I'm not taking away what he's been able to do, maybe outside of this game, but he had like a good four game run so far with him being able to play make. He's also, you know, kind of turned up his shooting. Again, take away this Rockets game. Um, what else has LeBron been able to do? I mean, unfortunately for you guys, if he actually does box out, maybe he has 16 rebounds. And I think he's had like a 15, 16 rebound game already instead of the eight that he's probably averaging so far, again, through this 10, 10 game run. So that's what kind of kills me. One of the main things I wanted to point out, and I think the whole box out conversation and effort in addition to effort, kind of got brought up between um, us and our, our PGM relatives. Um, again, where my beef with Kwame Brown stems from, um, and that's KB, no shot to Kwame, uh, the ex-NBA uh, player, is where we keep talking about him because he's the leader. He is the superstar. But the last time I checked, he's not the only superstar on the team. To KB's point, he keeps saying, well, Brown makes $50 million. So does your other superstar. And we, we have a lot of things we can talk about when it comes to him and his skill set, along with his effort. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, granted, they don't make as much, but our other two superstars, you know, quote unquote, Austin and D'Lo, there's a lot we can talk about their games as well. Ooh, for sure, for sure. So it's like, I don't want to hear what, and this is when he actually has a good game. When he has a bad game, tomatoes, throw, throw a fucking bonfire at him if you have to. I get it. But when he has a good game, especially in games where without his production, we're chopped liver. I don't care. I don't care about the turnovers. I don't care about the missed uh, second chance points op opportunities. Because, again, like I've stated to you guys before, we're not having those conversations about Luka. We're not having those conversations about Joker. We're not having those conversations about Giannis. They all three of them collectively has one thing in their skill set that I'm pretty sure their fans wish that they can improve. But it's shadowed by, the, by their greatness. Luca scoring, nobody is worried about his defense. They talk about it a lot, but they talk about it in the offseason when they had an abysmal run last year towards the end of the season and couldn't even make the playoffs. But nobody has been talking about it this season and nobody was talking about it earlier last season. You know what I'm saying? Again, when it comes to Giannis, nobody talks about the fact that this guy still barely has a jump shot. Although I can tell he's working on it. He's giving effort towards it. Can't shoot from the perimeter. He lives and dies in the paint. Nobody is talking about it because he's putting up a double-double every night. And without their production, you're chopped liver. So if you, whoever it is, and I'm not saying you or Kranis did this, but whoever it is, if you guys want to take time out of especially again a win in which his production is not only honorable it's probably the one of the main reasons why we happen to catch a w and we want to take time to talk about one of his i want to say it's an inability 39 years old you saw the guy limping after that shin injury like he was limping this game after the shin injury he suffered what a game or two games ago mm. to me it's just like you know, got you the perfect woman. She cooks, she clean. Oh, but she doesn't get her hair done often. What are we doing? What are we talking about? Who loves that? Okay, okay, okay. But you do understand that that's the point, though. Like, we're not we're not trying to criticize LeBron in a negative way. Like, we're trying to identify like what makes this team better. Like that's LeBron and, rebounding, LeBron rebounding, or that no, no, no. Because rebounding. the thing about box out is it doesn't mean that LeBron. Because here's here's the problem. 
Yeah. When you when you box out, you're not letting the man trying to get the rebound, but you let AD or somebody else take the rebound. The problem is you're most of the time when you have that situation <clears throat> that situation where where LeBron is not boxing out, the his man takes the rebound. Not necessarily that LeBron will take the rebound himself. It True. says you gotta tag your man. That's, that's all it true. is. You know, I get because that. because Trust that's me. that's that's all it is. And, and and that's not a LeBron only thing. And that's where um I was trying to get at. It's like LeBron is down there, but there is an argument to be made that he's in what age thirty eight? Something has to give. Like I'm not and it's not no it's not like oh the the Lakers suck at rebounding. It's LeBron's fault. That is a dumbed down analysis, right? You, you understand what, 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 what I'm trying to get at, and and I For feel sure. like people people go there fast. And it's like that's not what we're trying to say. Like if anything, look at Wood. Wood is right there. Like, it's sorry I I I took it out, but that's that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, there's other players there that could do better. It's just it's it's a team again. This is a team sport. Right. So at the end of the day, like the team has to hustle for those rebounds. They have to box out as a like as a team, they have to box out. Like they can't just two box out and then one just like doesn't and then his man just flies and takes a rebound or or the putback. Like, but Tony, to your point, that's my thing. It's like I I'm I love to explain with analogies, right? Um if I could think of one, but to your point, it's just like, but in my mind, it's like, I hate to sound like a little kid, but if everybody else did their job, you wouldn't really have to worry about me when I don't do mine. But now you're worried about me because I'm probably one of the most effective employees. And because everybody else is slack is like, well, what is, where's that one hard worker? Where's that one good slave? It's like, come on. Come. That I'm just, the only reason why I'm looking another way is because of that simple fact. I get you, but I'm thinking again, if everybody does exactly what you just said and has a body on their man, oh, I guarantee it's like, if it was LeBron's man, most of the time it's like, damn dog, you, something's gotta get, that's embarrassing. But it's like, he's not the only one that lets his man have some type of advantage where, you know, AD is probably going, um, AD Wood, Jackson Hayes is probably going, you know, one on four when it comes to the offensive, you know, defensive glass, you know, off the glass period. But I mean, again, like you said, to the point that he is older, he's, you know, they, they keep talking about picking his spots. He doesn't only do that on offense. He does that in every facet of the game. You can see how much um, his defensive intensity, for example, picks up either before the half ends or in like the fourth quarter, especially. I'm talking about 39 girls who I got Kevin, get out of the way. I got it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if he, can, I, can I ask a question real quick? For sure, for sure, playoff. So, how long has it been a thing that LeBron just takes defensive possessions on? It's been a thing for years, right? I don't know. I won't say that. I know for me, I can only speak for myself. My perspective is look is 35, you know, plus. Okay, I kind of mm. get what you're saying because he's always been that guy on the team where we kind of do place that narrative on him. But come on, you can say at least in his youth, and, he and should be known to, for that. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not talking about his entire career. I'm saying like okay. dating back to like his second stint in Cleveland. 
for sure. Yeah. Like that, sure. that's been a thing. That's been a thing for years. If you watch LeBron, then you know that he just he just takes defensive possessions off sometimes. And yeah. that's not an Caught indictment. Watching. His, that's not his that's not an indictment of his career. That's just the truth if you watch. Mm-hmm. And so that's not a secret. So why like why is it such a big issue when it gets pointed out? <laughs> that, that's my thing. Like when it gets pointed out sometimes, why is that? Like we we know, like we're seeing it with our eyes. So why, like, when somebody points it out or the data reflects that, why is it a huge issue? Just because someone's saying that? Because damn it, I know it already. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about the good stuff. And it's, it's and well, this hey, is thing, this, this is the last yeah. thing I'll say about it from my point of view. It's like I feel like the ability to have a real conversation about LeBron and LeBron is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. I think it's a legitimate conversation on who's the greatest basketball player. And it's amazing that we've even reached that point to where you can actually have a debate between Michael Jordan and LeBron. So let me say, mm-hmm. let me say that first. But the way that the Laker fan base talks about AD in comparison to having a conversation about LeBron, it's night and day and it's nasty. Like you, like you can, you can talk about AD, you can call him soft, you can call him, you know, B words and all these different things, but like the data reflects that LeBron isn't boxing out, and it's like all hell breaks loose. Like we can all agree okay. that that AD is, you know, all these bad things that people want to say about him when he has a bad game. Like that's okay, that's perfectly fine. But we're talking about box out data with LeBron, and and we're it's like World War Three, and that's Tony, I, I just feel, I feel like you go. I feel like that's a bit nasty. Before you go, Tony, I see and. My problem with that is, is just like, but AD is our technically franchise player. He is our superstar. He should be the one getting the 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 criticism to me more than LeBron. I didn't expect for this man to still be playing this well, this good for this long. Contractually, you know, if he deserves it or not. To me, it's like, okay, I feel like there's so many... Because ah, I don't want to compare it to Kobe because I understand that his legacy does not compare to Kobe's as far as purple and gold is concerned. Mm-hmm. But if you don't talk about money, forget the money. This is the guy that we signed or I would say you guys because I'm like you play off. I'm with you. I only got here when LeBron got here. But this is the guy that L.A. signed to take the keys to the franchise you know, to, you know, ride on that horse. I'm pretty sure towards till the end of his career to to fill people, you know, um, fill the stadium up, um, build around, so on and so forth. Like he's the corner, he's supposed to be the cornerstone of this franchise. So it's like, how the hell are we still talking about LeBron? The reason why we're still talking about him is because he's showing up, putting up 35, nine and nine on these nights. And I'm not taking anything away from AD. The crazy part is, is like, I understand how good AD is, but I'm sorry to say that I just expected so much more. It's like, it's almost like he, as good as he still is, it's almost like he's taking a decline. The guy that I saw in New Orleans, the guy that I saw his first year here is not the same guy we've collectively collectively have saw the last three years. I'll give him a couple of those those years, like when we had those roster issues. He was playing, you know, really well, this, um, usually before an injury. But I don't know. It's like that's what's going to make me kind of hold AD accountable a lot more then Bron, because I'm just expecting so much more. I'm just being completely real. And realistically, if we're talking about AD season so far this year, he's had one bad half against Denver. 
He had the Miami game that he wasn't able to finish because of injury. And then he had the absolute stinker against um, the Kings. So we're talking about one and a half games of bad basketball so far this season for him. You see, I got I to gotta interrupt one more time. Go so ahead. forget the Go ahead. Go ahead. forget the bad games, right? Because again, like like I said, if it's LeBron too, because of how well he is playing now, it's like yeah, you put up a stinker, and you know we're gonna hold you accountable for it. But forget the bad games. I'm talking about watching Al Prince Sangoon. I know you said you know kid is legit, but you know kind of get a best uh, AD, you know, in some of these possessions. I'm just I'm shocked. I don't expect it. I'm put fucking 28 and 16 on his head. I don't expect that. I definitely don't expect it from Giannis or joke. I don't expect it from AD. But does the, I mean, he's playing with a a hip injury, right? Do we, do we give him any, I mean, is that, do we take that into into account at all? And Tony, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to shut my mouth. But then my superstar is playing with a shin injury. So I guess that's why he can't box out. A win is a win. You win, I win. Conversation's over. We can move on. All right, we, found, <laughs> we, found, we found Tony's burner in my mentions, y'all. We found it. We found it. <laughs> I was talking about Tony the whole time. <laughs> Yo, okay, okay, okay. But, but, but hey, 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 hey. I, 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 I get what Tony, like, I get the whole narrative. Both sides. But both both sides, and here's another wrinkle to it: twenty one years. That's twenty one years of LeBron fans, for all those who've seen him year after year, being either the villain, either the you're not the goat. Like think about it. Also, that perspective. Like you basically follow this this person, or at least you you believe he's the goat. Yet you have to go and fight on the timeline consistently for his place or respect because that sometimes it gets it gets kind of like it's always a fight like it's uh, against curry against kobe against and so on and so forth it's like oh is he even better than mj and then like being a lebron fan like i'm not gonna lie it's it's hard because you're like fighting the media you're fighting Fans, you're fighting everybody. Like it's always something because it's like, hey, he's doing good. Box out. I get it, but at the same time, that's where I'm, like a Laker fan. I'm like, I'm looking at box outs and I'm like, yo, we have a problem. <laughs> like that's that's all it is. Like it it, it it comes from a place of, I'm not trying to talk shit about LeBron. You see what I'm trying to get at? For sure. But but at the same time, I get it. Um, here are the new results, by the way. The good of today's game. AD, 94%. Rui, 89%. LeBron, 89%. <laughs> Prince, 87%. I don't know what Prince did this game. But he's there. Reddish. How is he there, bro? Bro, like, I don't know. It's a participation trophy at this point. <laughs> like it's it's literally like, yo, you like you clocked in and you and you basically clocked out. Like that's that's what he did. Like that's hey, he he boxed out. See, um, improvements. Uh, seventy three percent for Reeves, D'Lo sixty five percent, Wood sixty one percent, and Hayes thirty three percent. By the way, I am showing this on YouTube for all those who are listening through our podcast. 
Um, we're just screen sharing right now the data that Tim uh, M- what, what's this handle? Tim NBA is trying to say. Yeah, Cranges. Yeah, is saying. But anyway, this is data. Let's talk about the game. Um, Tony, let's start with you. What's your thoughts about this game? What's your thoughts about the Lakers right now? Um, I'm not going to hold you guys up since you let me ramble for like 20 minutes, but um, I don't know. It's just, I, it's hard for me to just focus on this game because like we were kind of saying before, our, our theme of today's episode is just our problems. You know what I'm saying? Or our glaring problems. I feel like the top two glaring problems before we even get to boxing out is our perimeter defense is atrocious and so is our perimeter shooting. And unfortunately, those two negatives don't go together and make a positive. It's like we cannot, we got, we gotten, we have gotten lucky staying in some of these games where, again, um, we're allowing these teams to shoot lights out from the three and not being able to combat that with threes of our own. You know what I'm saying? I hate that for us. I hate that. If we make even 50% of our, I mean, excuse me, because that's a large uh, number, but just, you know, maybe even four more threes, you know what I'm saying? A couple of those, Cam and um, Prince, I'll even take just those two, forget everyone else. If they each just um, hit two three-pointers, like we're, we don't have a one-possession game um, at the end of regulation, you know what I'm saying? We probably beat them by like four, you know what I'm saying? Four or five, six different points. So that's just one thing I can't wait for us to improve on, the perimeter defense. Maybe our perimeter shooting doesn't um, come in a line and – you know, you you know when people get here, are, are their their shooting breaks. Um, all of a sudden, they just lose their shot. But for whatever reason, I mean, we just look crazy half the time, kind of like lost on defense, and then we end up just throw a body, anybody to try to you know close out. And Dylan Brooks, what six six threes? That's eighteen points by you know I, not to discredit the guy, but somebody who should be, especially when he's guarding LeBron, a game where he has to guard one of the best players in the world, like. He should not be shooting that well. He shouldn't have too many opportunities to be shooting at all, to be honest. I mean, to be honest, so here's here's the stat of the night. Like, and and this, I see this, and I kind of I kind of want to vomit to a certain point. <laughs> Dylan Brooks, nine for 42 percent. That's that's you know I I love the inefficiency. That's good, right. Um, Six of eleven from three point land, fifty four percent. Hi, yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Twenty four points, great. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I can deal with that. That's whatever. But the thing that kills me is when I go and look down at the Lakers. I'm like, okay, the Lakers made six of twenty nine from three point land. So you're trying to tell me that Dylan Brooks in this game basically tied the Lakers in three-point shots. In Houston, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. I, 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 was, I was actually trying to say that. Like, I, I was holding it. Was like, <laughs> I, I need to say that at some point in the show. Zen would have said it a lot sooner. So, Yo, well, hey, that's why Zen gets paid. Again, Zen, you don't get sick leave, so you better work double. That's all I'm gonna say, but um, yeah, <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. This this game was. I'll take the win. We're now. I don't know what the standings are. I think we're we're, we're 
something above. I know we're, we're above 500. Right. We're, we're, we're above 500. So yeah. I'll take it. I Standings at this point doesn't matter. It's November. Um, everything is out of whack. Um, but honestly, seven and six, I like it. But once I look at this box score, once I look at what I saw in the game, it, it makes me wonder. Like I re- we really missed Vando. We yeah. really miss uh like even though I don't know what Gabe is in this team because we haven't seen a good sample size, I still feel like there's a lot of Torian Prince minutes that would have not gone to him. We'll probably gone to Vando, we'll probably gone to, to somebody else that's not named Torian Prince. Yeah. Because it 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 was like look at that, one of one of eleven. The D'Angelo Russell, nice. the placeholder for Levine. One of eight. Oh my god. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to make of this a playoff, man. Um, what's, what's your thoughts, man, of this game? Like, anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, the guard play continues to be inconsistent. Um, yeah. we we kind of highlighted in playback. Um, D'Lo had actually been on a nice little run. Um. And this was one of those games for D'Lo where, and recently the trend had been, even if the shot wasn't falling, he was still doing a really good job of getting other people involved, specifically AD. And this was just a game where he was just awful the majority of the night. Um, Couldn't hit his threes, couldn't hit free throws. It was just, it was bad. And um, Couldn't even make assists. Say again. It, no, he couldn't even make assists. He had he had more turnovers than assists. Yeah, and that, that hasn't been the trend for him recently. Um, no, it, it hasn't, no. So, I mean, even defensive on the defensive end, Dylan Brooks was just doing whatever he wanted to, to do to him in the post. Uh, so it was just a, a nasty game for him. And, you know, one thing I will say for the, the crowd that keeps pushing for the trades um, – and it's a it's a it's an issue, and it's been an issue all season. We we don't really know between we got so used to both AD. I'm sorry, both D'Lo and Austin playing well as a tandem, and this season the consistency just hasn't been there. Like one will have in this you know same thing tonight. Austin had a had Austin had a good game, hit clutch shots in the fourth. D'Lo was absolutely awful, and so you don't know from game to game which one is actually going to show up. Um, Torian Prince, I mean, he, he's, <laughs> the it's, it's super early in the season, obviously, but he went from being the secret piece that could unlock the starting lineup to now it's like, I want him glued to the bench. Like oh my gosh. He, he's not adding anything off his benefit to us was, was on the offensive side of the floor as far as creating space and being able to take advantage of spacing and being able to get to the rim. He was absolutely awful tonight. What was what was the one for 10? Is that what he was? Yeah. Um, uh, who? Uh, Sorry. Yeah, was he yeah. one for 10? Yeah, he was um, uh, one for 11. One for 11. One for okay, 11. so I wasn't far off. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, one for 11. I, yeah. Um, if he's not doing anything on the offensive side – of, of the floor, then his value drops tremendously. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm praying for Vando's heel to, to 
to get healthy as soon as possible because I'm I'm dreaming of a <laughs> I'm dreaming I'm dreaming of a D uh Cam Vando Braun A D lineup and what that looks like, especially on the defensive side of the floor. And even For if sure. Vando has taken a slight step up in regards to his offensive game, that will just help that will help that lineup so much. Cause I know that's that's a lot of people's concern. They're not worried about Vando defensively. They're worried about what he can do on the offensive side of the floor. So, you know, anxiously awaiting um, to see what that looks like. But, um, I mean, the stars showed up. You know, AD and Braun were great. Um, Austin had a Austin had a good game. Um, Christian Wood, and you know, we talked about in the play. This, talked about this in the playback. I'm not really sure if he's really being maximized offensively. Um, Bro, it's, it's not a glitch. Against the Rockets, he had one intent, zero points. Today, he had four attempts, but he, he had zero points. Yeah, using Christian Wood as a spot-up three-point shooter is not the best way of utilizing him, especially on offense. And so, you know, I don't know, man. It's like... And Rui had a good game tonight. How many points did Rui have? Um, Rui had 11. Yeah, Rui had 11. He was active on the defensive side of the ball. He got some steals. Um, But they kind of get in each other's way. So it's like one will have a good game and then the other one won't. Um, And they they do some of the similar things. And I feel like Christian Wood is kind of stuck (laughs) hanging out on the perimeter trying to shoot threes because – you know, AD works out of the post. Rui works out of the post. Braun works out of the post. Yep. So it's like, where where else can he find space on the floor? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, those were some of the things I I just kind of saw, you know, watching the game tonight. But um, so still, you know, obviously lots of things to work on. But um, what are we on a two game win streak now? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. So, you know, yes, that's we are. the that's the that's the bright side. We're eight and six, by the way. Nice. We're- we're eight and six. Hey, we're eight sixth place. Yep. This is better. This is better than than last year for sure. Um, I'm not trying to post bail. There, there's <laughs> there's some concerns here, but at the same time, let's take let's go for the positives. LeBron James is still him. LeBron James still has, like, he still has his crown. Yep. He still has his hops. Mm-hmm. He still has his his. He still has the commercials. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying, like he, it, uh, I, I make fun of LeBron, but I honestly, I'm thrilled that this is the LeBron that we're getting. Exactly, because, mm. because this this just makes the team like, think about it this way: you needed this LeBron, you needed this AD, but if Torian doesn't break this bad, if Rui doesn't break this bad, if D'Angelo Russell doesn't break this bad, again, we're closer to having them rest more, and I think that's something key here where it's like we want to kind of coast a bit not be full on like let's rely on lebron that's my biggest concern like i can Mm -hmm. we can go into like the details the nitty-gritty but really like my concern is at some point i think the team has to recognize like its identity and be like we kind of have to help lebron here because they're getting they're getting open shots man Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, um, you know, really the the formula for us and, you know, I know Darwin's trying to implement this new scheme and the five out system, but 
the team is at its best when AD and LeBron are getting to the basket. And then that causes um, uh, the the defense to pack the paint. And then our, our guards and other perimeter players can, can get wide open threes. Um, Sean, Sean Davey, he, he tweeted, um, if we shoot 33, I think if we shoot 33%, if I'm remembering this correctly, we shoot 33% from three tonight, then we win by 15 points minimum. So, you know, Sean Sean needs to stop copying me because I think I posted something similar, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, 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 but but it's true. It's true though. Like it's like six, six. Six six threes is not gonna cut it. And that's what that is the distinct difference when you look at these teams like Denver, um like the contenders, Boston. And Boston, by the way, today had a horrid game. Yeah. But at <laughs> but at the same time, they figured out how to win. A sign of a good team is even if you have again, Delo, you're allowed to have a bad game. Mm-hmm. Torian, you're allowed to have a bad game. What these players are not allowed to is like making this the 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 norm. A hundred percent. That's Pounding that's all. Up. Yeah, like there's up as like Austin Reeves had a had a stinker a couple of games ago, mm-hmm. and this game he he actually scored nine points in the fourth quarter. He was he him and LeBron were the carrying force of the offense late game. So 100%. you know. As long as we find ways to, to to win, I think we'll be okay. But this is going to take time. Again, it's early in the season. We're still in November. I think the expectations that we have are sometimes not realistic when you think about it, because Denver, Boston, like their offense, their their ways, they've been like that for for a while now. We're trying to implement something new, so it's going to yeah, take time. For sure, and. Like you said, the the expectations coming into the season are really what have the fan base on this roller coaster. Like after every win, it's like 18s on the way. After every loss, like the trade machine gets fired up and it's like people just need to enjoy what they're watching. You know, like we're watching Braun is at the tail end of his career. Um, one of the greatest basketball players we've ever seen. So He's playing at an extremely high level. And I don't know if a lot of us envisioned that. We weren't really sure what version of LeBron we were going to get this season. And I think he surpassed all of our expectations. And so it's like, just enjoy just enjoy the ride, man, because this is a process. And we're, we're, we're figuring out what this team looks like. We're still missing key pieces. We're missing our, our MLE signing, Gabe Vincent. Uh, he played all of what two or three games so far this season. We're missing Vando. Um, so Jalen Huskafino, by, by by the way, a key piece. We of don't this. know. The prodigy. The prodigy. Know. The prodigy no by the way, I, I, I'm kidding. I'm, I, people, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it seems no, like sarcasm. I agree, Tony. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, it's 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 just funny because it's always like. You you say something and people are like, no, that's an agenda. Oh boy, but that's a different <laughs> topic for a different day. Um, but yeah, playoff. I agree with what you're saying, um, Tone as well. In the end of the day, like, um, the what's it called? 
I wouldn't say undisputed, but I think it's disputed goat or whoever you want to call it, like uh, whatever mantle you want to put at LeBron, like he is the face of two eras or three of basketball yep. mm-hmm. at this point, and he's at age thirty eight performing to what we just saw today, like that. I, I'm I'm hyped. I'm excited, and if he needs to take a day uh, uh, another game off, by all means, you deserve it, my friend. So <laughs> you take the ga- you take the game off, but yeah, enjoy. <clears throat> excuse me, enjoy the process. Um, and by the way, I want to say I appreciate everybody that is tuning in, appreciate everybody that actually is listening to us on any source of podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Do appreciate it. Um, and let's do something right now. And let's just um, let's wrap this up. Um, okay. But just wanted to say, uh, I think we have a we have two games are are back to back, right? If I'm not mistaken, is our next, next is our next two a back to back? Yes, our next. So currently, our next two for the. Let's see. So I'm, I'm pulling it up. We got Mavericks yeah. on Wednesday, and then we got no, no. I'm sorry. We got uh, Jazz on Tuesday, and then Mavericks on Wednesday. So that one. Ooh, yeah. Let's it, let's let's end this let's end this segment. Um, just wanted to let's go to Tony. Okay. We have Utah, and we have Dallas back to back. Do you sit LeBron for one of them, and which one? Oh my gosh. See how, like, I don't know, because of the glare of my glasses, you couldn't see how wide my eyes got open, but oh god, I honestly I don't want to sit him at all for either. Not not those two. Did you, um, did you see him limping tonight? I did. I did. And I <laughs> But hey, but he was laughing though. And he was he, he was. was like smiling, so it was a good limp. It was yo, like, hey, I got my swag back. I like, got a yo. question. When when did LeBron start doing the smoking celebration on the court? When did that become a thing, Tony? I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen. I've ne- I've watched LeBron for a long time. I've never seen him do that. I was shocked myself. I was shocked <laughs> myself. I was like, "Whoa!" And then, mind you, with the whole thing that happened with Bronny a couple years ago, and Bronny was in the crowd, <laughs> I thought it was ironic, but. I don't know, because Tuesday is an in-season tournament game. And if I'm not mistaken, Utah is right there with us as far as leading the um, West A group. Excuse me, the West group, uh, whatever, West A group, whatever I'm trying to say. Um, And I know it's going to be a big game. You know, I'm pretty sure Utah isn't um, up there as far as standing-wise, but they're going to give us their best, honestly. And then Dallas, I'm so – I lived – I live for the Dallas matchups. Like since yeah. he's been in LA, since Luca has been there, I live for the Dallas matchup. If yeah. I really had to choose, it would be the Utah game. But honestly, I'm saying neither. I want him to play both if possible, God willing. And honestly, Wednesday is gonna be a movie. Wednesday will be a movie. Um, I do want him to sit one, to be honest. Uh Utah has actually kind of struggled a bit so far this season. They haven't looked like – like, if you remember the beginning of last season, they came out guns blazing. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there was actually – they had a, a, a shot to make the playoffs and then injuries and other stuff. They decided to to kind of mail it in at the end of the season. Yeah. But um, 
I think uh, Braun should sit. He should sit for the Utah game. I think uh, we're capable of beating Utah without him. If we can't beat Utah, I think that's a that's a problem. But um, and of course, I think both home I, games, by the way. Okay, and I think the Mavericks game is actually nationally televised game. I could be mm -hmm. wrong. Oh yeah, no! So. Uh, it says Utah TNT and then yeah. League Pass for Dallas. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's reversed. So Utah is the tele is the televised game. Um, right. Which I know they have certain kind of restrictions on that, but I mean, it does seem like he has a legitimate kind of nagging injury. So for sure. Um, I'm comfortable with him sitting the the Utah game, and then I want to see him and Kyrie and and Luca, you know, go at it. Um, AD should be able to eat in that game because I don't think they really have anyone that can actually guard him. Um, respect Bla uh, Blake Lively. I always call him Blake. I don't know if Blake is his name. <laughs> no, nah, I think Derek it's Lively. Derek Lively. Okay, I was about to say something. <laughs> I was about to say something. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's, he can't guard AD, but, um, unless, unless AD makes himself guardable, I'll say that. Um, so yeah, sit, sit versus Utah play against Dallas. That's, that's how I feel really. And we, and it should, we should be able to win both of those games to be honest. To win well, uh, <laughs> oh. well, here's, here's the thing. If, if, Le if LeBron plays to the level that he played today, Anthony Davis performs to that level because I don't think it, Anthony Davis, the Anthony Davis that, that we saw today, if he's there for bo for both games, we're good. Like I feel, I feel we're there's nothing those two teams kind of scare me really. It's always gonna hinge on our guard play. Like right now, our our chink in our armor is the guards. Yeah, like that's just it because the inconsistencies like. We can survive with one being inconsistent. We can't survive with both being duds. And the thing about it, we, we don't even need great games. from. We just need no, baseline. Like, if they can, like, around 15 points from, from both of them, we're golden. That helps out yeah. so tremendously. And yeah. it just hasn't, hasn't, hasn't been consistent. It hasn't transpired. Yeah. Yeah. So I currently have them that they're going to play both of them only because so I'm looking at this, both our home games. That's another thing. So because both right. our home games, I don't, there's no travel. True. I kind of feel like, Hey, maybe. And what's, what's the next game? Like it's, it's Tuesday. So yeah, I kind of feel like they're gonna, they're going to try to play both games. Especially like if we win against Utah, we actually clinch the final four. Exactly, yeah. So I, there is an incentive there. I think the hope is is that if LeBron does play, kind of like what happened um with the um, Who was that? Was that Portland too? Blowout. Was it the blowout before the back to back? Right. I said uh, it was that Portland too? It wasn't Portland? It wasn't. No, it was Memphis. Memphis, yeah. Oh, I think yeah, yeah. they try to replicate what happened in Memphis, where you know we have a considerable lead and we're able to sit, at least sit Braun yeah. for the entire fourth quarter, um, and try to get AD some minutes there as well, as far as being able to take him out of the game. Um, but ultimately, just kind of based on how the season is going, I think I think they'll both. I think I think they'll put, end up playing both games and just kind of see yeah. kind of see how it goes. Yeah, and let's see let's see how it goes. Um 
again, appreciate you guys. Um, appreciate you, Tony. Yeah, it's it. It was a good one. It's just I'm I'm, I'm looking back and I'm like, whew, that that it. I'm not gonna lie, like Jesus, just make two or three more free uh, three point shots. This shouldn't have been like I would have gone to bed earlier. That's my point. Like it, it was, <laughs> and, and with the blood pressure, probably one uh, closer to one twenty to eighty, not 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 above it. Like D- it was. D-Lo, D-Lo missed free throws. Austin missed. Austin missed missed the clutch free throw. Oh my Ron God. missed the clutch free throw. One like. Man. So it like, just they, they were they were really finding ways to kind of give the game away. Exactly. They were trying to give they tried to give the game away. Yeah. yeah it was like but, uh, you know, we, we, we pulled off the win, so that's that's automatic. That's what counts. That's what counts. Yeah. All right. Um appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um by by the way, after this commercial Can I say, um, can I say one last thing? Go ahead, yes. Tone, I need you to reach out to the president of the LeBron Stand Association and call off the dogs, okay? Because I still I still got people in my mentions <laughs> added me talking about this this box out data, like like call, call you know what you dogs. could do to fix it, uh damage control. You have to tweet something sweet. You I did say, you know what <laughs> I did <laughs> Tony, so, I like, did. For the next couple of games, you got my thing is even though it's sweet, you got to make it like you got to make it, you know with with like you got to be like you know what without this game we without LeBron this game we're not even coming close. He he's clutch. You know you saw my tag. It was Mr. Fourth Quarter for a while. You know you gotta you gotta glaze a little bit. You gotta you gotta give the people what they want playoffs. You gotta give the people what they want, and they want the ghost respect. Just um, just mention when when was it the 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 Marcus All Defensive Player of the of the year like that was supposed to be <laughs> was supposed to be LeBron's. It's like just saying <laughs> he got robbed. He got robbed. He got robbed. He, he got, got robbed. So wrongs of the past. Okay, I see. I yeah, see. there yeah. you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, run run it with that. Run yeah. run run with that. But anyway, um, just wanted to say appreciate everybody tuning in. After this commercial, uh, you're going to see some, actually a great conversation about AD. Again, looking back at at, at the trade, we're going to be with, uh, we're going to actually uh, talk with um, uh, Rose Meyer uh, from Pelican's uh, Whistle. And if I mistake that, I'll probably put something here. I apologize, Rose, my bad. Um, It's late. But anyway, appreciate you guys for tuning in. On to the next one. Peace. Catching dubs.
Yo, folks, yo, folks. Um, I told you we have a good conversation today, and we're about to get into it. We got Rel Myers from the Pels and Whistle podcast. Uh, you can follow Rel at Rel, R E L Myers, M Y E R S, uh, Pels and Whistle podcast, uh, covering all things New Orleans Pelicans related. Um, and, you know, the cool thing about this conversation is, you know, obviously there's AD is a very polarizing figure. You know, he just had that. Um, he just had a poor outing against the Kings a few days, um, you know, last week, a few days ago, uh, depending on when you're listening against the Kings. And anytime he has a poor game, it's the end of the world. There's lots of folks that are saying trade him. I'm not one of those folks. I am an AD critic. I hold him to a high standard. But this is also his fifth full season with the Lakers. And I figured that this is a great time to really explore the trade that got him to the Lakers from both sides. So that's why we have Rel today, to talk about it from the New Orleans side, because there's lots of layers to this trade. Um, We got Tony Vega. Got kb here um so well rel welcome 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 to uh meeting of the gold mines how are you doing today i'm doing pretty good man i'm uh you know we we had a tough loss last night but um you know i just gotta move on to the next one you know how it is yeah gotta move on to the next one so what are you thinking about zion so far this season um, so far, I think he's looking all right. I think um, he's still got to play himself into basketball shape a little bit. Um, they're resting him on back-to-backs this season, so people are freaking out a little bit about that. But, I mean, they're just trying something different. And, you know, I, I won't question their methods with that. But uh, I think he looks all right so far. I think um, last year in December, he looked amazing. I think this year in December, he'll probably look amazing too. But, uh, you know, I'm just kind of playing the wait-and-see game right now. All right. Well, so we're going to talk about Anthony Davis, but I want to talk about Zion for a second. Excuse the yeah, fucking sure. dogs. They wake to every <laughs> single time I start recording. But I want to ask yeah. you this, right? Because I like so I tell folks that we do things a little differently here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a little off color. We like to have fun. <laughs> now, I now anytime I watch the Pelicans play, mm-hmm. I'm mesmerized by the size of Zion's ass. I think he has a uh, <laughs> I think he has cakes for days. He reminds me of a, um, you know, Cash Money hip hop video. Back that um, thing up, huh? <laughs> I say, back that thing up. I, like, it just it's just fucking mesmerizing. Now, <clears throat> I think I, I say yeah, he's fifteen pounds overweight. Wait, um, how, what's the thing? What's the issue? Or what's the latest talks? You know, what's the conversation like regarding his nutrition? And like, does mind you, he's a, he, I think he's a hybrid. I think he's a hybrid of, um, you know, Sean Kemp and Charles uh-huh. Barkley. So he needs to have that uh-huh. power. But if, you know, is he at the ideal weight you want him? Um, I, man, I'm the worst person to ask about that because um, that weight conversation, it just ain't happening. We're not talking about that. Everybody outside of New Orleans is talking about that, but we're not talking about that. He's out there on the court. He's producing. Um, 
I, and you say he's 15 pounds overweight. I have no idea how you even know that. I don't know how you know how much he weighs. I don't know how much he weighs. So it's just, I think there's a lot of people are hearing, they hear a number and they run with it. A couple of years ago for, um, for media day, everyone's like, he showed up at 3.30. Well, how the hell do you know that? Nobody knows that. Nobody knows he was 330 pounds. No one can even confirm it. So I think he looks great. No one's talking about nutrition. Um, it's just one of those things where he's he's different. He has to play his way into shape, and he's not going to be in shape if he's not playing. But they're not going to play him back-to-backs or three games in four nights um, and risk, you know, re-injuring that hamstring or something. So – I don't know. It's it's a very like delicate situation and they're trying to do what they can to kind of like prolong his season cuz when he's out there he's just he's going balls to the wall, man, and it's just like he has no like it's either on or off, you know? Like there's no gray area. He's he's just going full speed ahead all the time, which is what often causes him to get hurt. So I mean, um yeah, the nutrition conversation just I don't see it happening. I don't see anybody talking about it. So personally for me, um I think he looks okay. I'm not concerned about his weight. So <laughs> all right. Well from one number one draft pick for the Pelicans to another number one draft pick of the Pelicans. We want to talk about the Anthony Davis trade. Now, a little backstory. The, the trade was initiated June 17th, 2019. It was officially completed July 6, 2019. Now, um, AD was traded for the fourth overall pick in the 2019 draft. That ended up being DeAndre uh, Hunter, who got traded um, to immediately to the Hawks for the eight. 17 and 35 picks a 30 you know 35th pick um now the lakers also traded brandon ingram lonzo ball josh hart um now i would like to add in in my research that the pelicans when they got that eighth uh pick from the hawks they uh they selected jackson hayes who is now a laker Yes. interesting um <laughs> now we now we know that's interesting um what now we know with the, with the trade there was like failed negotiations i mean between magic and dell demps for months mm-hmm. which is interesting mm-hmm. because um magic quit the lakers on april 9th uh dell demps um he got fired not sure you know not too long after Mm-hmm. From the time that we start hearing the negotiation, because Magic Johnson even got fined because he was open about wanting Anthony Davis. What was it like hearing that from on the Pelican side? Oh, man, that feels like so long ago. I just like barely remember much about um, any of the negotiation or even like moving up to to when the trade like finally happened. Um, but Dell Demps like. His time in New Orleans, it, it was weird because, like, he, we, we, a lot of people call him Dylan Dell, right? Like, he's just out there. He's just dealing all sorts of, like, first round picks, all these things. And he tried to get, you know, uh, good pieces around Anthony Davis. And a lot of times it was just injury stuff. Either AD was hurt or, like, you know, they got Eric Gordon. He spent some time hurt or he was just faking being hurt because he didn't want to be here. I don't know. But we hate Eric Gordon here, like, probably more than 
people don't like Anthony Davis. Oh. Like Eric Gordon is booed out the gates every single time he steps into the building. It's the most, it's the funniest thing ever. But, but yeah, um, Del Demps, like it, his time here definitely was up, but I think that a lot of things that he did, he really, really tried. I mean, like we, we definitely can't ignore um, him trading for DeMarcus Cousins. Like you, you got to make that trade. And now, you know, in hindsight, we only had DeMarcus Cousins for like a year and a half before he tore his Achilles. But him and AD were like a wrecking crew together. But Dell, <laughs> it is very funny how that worked out with both of those GMs being out by the time this deal like actually went down. But yeah, I, I don't really remember hearing anything from Magic and like feeling any sort of way about it. Like for me, I just wanted it to be over. I was like, he if he asked out, whatever, get him out. Like it's 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 whatever. Um, but the worst part about it for me was he asked out, we tried to sit him to avoid him getting hurt before we could deal him. And the league was like, well, no, you can't do that either. Or we'll like, you know, I don't want to say find you, um, penalty, we'll penal, we'll penalize you. Um, so that was stupid and it could have went really, really bad, but I mean, I don't know. It worked out in the end. It worked out for him at least. <laughs> uh, let's get into, before we get into that. KB, Tony, what was before the trade went down and, we, and it was very what was you know what was your thoughts when you know it became like such an open secret that okay we got LeBron that's the first piece now we got to find his tag team partner what was the what was your thoughts when you first heard Anthony Davis was the target of who we're going after and especially remember that's you know before the trade went down remember like the season prior or the off season prior, Anthony Davis switched agencies mm -hmm. and went to clutch. So once we, you know, we start, start, start seeing the writing on the walls, guys, from the Lakers perspective, what was your thoughts when, uh, you know, it became known that we're going after AD? Uh, Go ahead, Tony. Yeah. All right. So my, uh, at least from the Lakers perspective, perspective, I thought that it was actually, um, like we were being aggressive it was actually like a fresh breath of, of air because for the longest time like we just got out of getting lebron james in free agency it was like yo we're building for something like we we know we're missing something like we have these pieces and anthony davis at that time he was considered what top five in terms of generational talent um franchise player etc cetera, etc cetera. like it's it's a cornerstone to basically build uh a, a team um the thing that really the thing that i remember a lot because it, it was a it was a minute ago but the thing that i remember a lot and and it kind of like sparked this the idea of this conversation is just like there is genuine like it seems like there's genuine hate for LeBron, for anthony davis to request out and and i always thought like and and this could be for any player but for for at least anthony davis it's like he he kind of did the pelicans a favor in a certain sense because if 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 you if he really did not like the pelicans at all like he would have just said hey okay cool i'll play make it make it a a bad a, a bad season of just like toxic locker room and then just get out like he he was in a, he was gonna be an expiring contract so it was like i'm not gonna resign with you guys that's not gonna happen so it's like it, it's either deal 
deal and get something in return of equal measure or lose me for nothing. So it, at least that was my perspective. But then it's like, I think it was the combination of the media, Pelicans fans, they were all like zooming into this, like, yo, he's the villain. Like he's like, he's requesting, like it, it, they portrayed it like, like, Hey, like this, this dude just, just, this just wants to destroy this, this franchise that's trying to build itself up. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know about that, but that was, that was at least my, my, my opinion. And I think it was at the time when we were looking at like Ingram, Hart, Lonzo, and all those picks, I was like, yeah, wow. Uh, oh god (laughs) because again injury was still a thing by back then with him like we all knew like yo this this could go south pretty bad so yeah that's that's my thoughts that's my thoughts it it was it worked out it it, kind of peaked quick but from yeah for me it was just i was ecstatic Static when they were mentioning getting AD, um, you kind of seen the writing on the wall. I think it was that game where LeBron hit like that one-legged like three-point shot, and AD's like he's like the camera goes to AD, and AD's like, "What the hell just happened?" And they're like, mm-hmm. "AD, that's the sign to like even on like the Lakers like broadcast, they're like, AD, that's the sign to come to the Lakers." Like you already know, I was like, that was dope. And they said uh, that know, on the broadcast. <laughs> yeah, they said it on the broadcast when LeBron hit that one-legged three, and they're like, "The AD, like that's the sign, bro. Come to the Lakers. You already know what it is." <laughs> yeah, they, we had they had no shame at all, and I was like, dude, I I wanted AD, but the way that that um that Magic Johnson was going after him all on like you know in the media and on certain yeah. shows, I'm like, you're doing a little too much, dog. Let's just wait until free agency happens or wait until deadline happens. We trade for him and go from there. I'm I wasn't pushing like that, but um the fact that it happened, I was ecstatic. I'll say that the feeling with Lakers, we were ecstatic to get like a big man. You know, we haven't had a big man since Andrew Bynum. So that was just like, or no, not even that, since Andrew Bynum and Paul Gasol. So, yeah. So getting someone in the stature of AD, that was cool. I will say this, though. When that did happen, I was still sad to see the young ones leave. I want, I like Lonzo Ball. I like Ingram. Mm-hmm. I like Josh Hart. We kept Kuzma. That was a plus. But Ingram was one of my, one of them ones that I knew didn't care. So he played, his, he just plays, he just likes to play ball. He likes to play ball. That's it. But I was yeah. ecstatic, though. That's how I was feeling. Yep. I was a little nervous about Ingram at first because, like you said, he just seemed like he don't care. And yep. I originally was like, if there's anybody who we're going to have a problem with when he gets here, it's going to be Brandon Ingram. But I haven't experienced – like, that hasn't been the experience at all. Um, I think that's just that's just the way he looked. We, he just don't look excited about anything <laughs> Man, but, um, when, he, when he started throwing bows in that Rocket game, when he started throwing <laughs> – when he started throwing – Punches towards CP. That's was like, yep, this is a keeper. Because he just, yeah. you know, you know, some people, some players just stand outside of the, the chaos. If that's your teammate, you need to get down or, you know, get lost. For sure. That's, that's yeah. my favorite Brandon Ingram clip is him going over there and, uh, you know, trying to see Chris Paul and all yeah, that stuff. Exactly. I, um, I, I do. I, I do miss. Oh, sorry. Go, 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 go. Oh, no, I was going to say, I, um, I started watching basketball when I was young. Uh, my mom was a really big basketball fan. Um, she hated the Lakers. So naturally, I was like raised to hate the Lakers. But what I will say is um, 27, that 2017-2018 team, um, I want to say that was the first time that I ever, like the Lakers kind of became like my second team just in that one year. 
And so for us to end up getting Brandon Ingram and um, Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart, and I liked a lot of guys over there. And at, and at one point, we even got uh, Julius Randle. You know, Julius Randle yes. was over there. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And so all of those guys, man, Kyle Kuzma, KCP, like I really, really enjoyed that team around that time. And then, you know, come what, uh, summer 2018 is when uh, LeBron signed. Um, yep. That's when I was like, nah, like I can't be associated with this. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm not really, I'm not into him, and I don't want for people to think that I'm on their bandwagon or something because he's there. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do this. And so then the year goes by, and then we end up getting a few of those guys from that team that I enjoy watching. I was like, oh, this is kind of, this is interesting how this worked out. But um, to go back to to AD and his trade request, for a lot of us, it's not the fact that he requested a trade that's fine. It's the way that he went about it. It's the way that he avoided like having to talk about it, answering any questions about it. Like um, it was just like Alvin Gentry and Drew Holiday were left to like fend for themselves. They're like, Hey, so we're here at AD wanted out. What's up with that? And Drew Holiday's like, bro, I don't like, what, what do you want me to say about this? You know what I mean? But the difference between Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday, uh, Drew Holiday requested out too. We don't have those feelings towards him because he went about it a totally different way. He left, he won. And, every, and when he comes back to town, we show him nothing but love. So it's just all about how you how you go about it. So I want to ask you this. When AD, the infamous shirt, that's all folks, at the end <laughs> yeah, of the what season, what was, what was your reaction when you saw that shirt? Look at this clown. That I'm thinking, look at this clown because you, then you ask him about that and he's like, oh, oh, well, I don't know. Um, that was that was laid out for me to wear. So now you don't pick your own clothes. So like, why, why are you avoiding all this responsibility? You know what I mean? Like, if you want to take shots, take shots, man. Just just like mm-hmm. take 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 responsibility for that. And it's just he's just he doesn't want to uh, take responsibility. There's no accountability. Uh, he, it's just a lot of hiding with him. And, and still to this day, when I look at him and I see him walk off the court with his head down, I'm like, bro, you're, you're weak. You're weak, bro. Pick up your chin. <laughs> oh, man. I can't stand it. Wow. So when, I, when I see him, he just he's never wanted to, like, really, really lead. So I felt like him going to pair up with LeBron was like, okay, you really don't have to do that now. But if you, I think if you ask LeBron, LeBron's like, nah, this is his team. But no, he don't want to do that. We're going to get into that. We're go- we're going to get into <laughs> that. Uh, I will say, I want some points, I wanna, man. I want to ask. I want to ask you. I want to ask everyone this, okay? Because we we alluded to it earlier, Matt. You know, there was a framework for the trade to happen in about what from about like December, January. They were actively Magic and Dell Dams were actively working on it. I think the correct me if I'm wrong, Rel. I believe the owner of the Pelicans put a pin in it to say, nah, we're not doing this right now just because the optics weren't good. Like AD was like forcing his way to LA. I think they just put a pause on it. They might have. And the, negoti- the negotiations were going on between Magic and Dell Dems. By the time the trade went down, Rob Palinka and uh, Trey John Langdon, because uh, mm-hmm. he got hired in my research, he got hired as GM May nineteenth, twenty nineteen. Now, mm. for those who keeping ta- who's keeping track, the trade was initiated uh, and agreed upon on June seventeenth. So we're talking about less than a month later of him being in the job. So my question to, and I want to start with Tony uh, and KB, and then jump over to Rel. Who gets credit for the trade? 
from the Lakers side, Magic or Rob Polinka? Oh, um, honestly, both because the framework didn't really change that much. It was just like it, it was discussed. I, I, I saw no difference in terms of like the package from what was discussed in the trade deadline to what eventually happened. So the only thing that it did change was the suitors that were available back then kind of reduced because I think that Boston was leading the way, but then Boston decided, Hey, we don't want to include Jason Tatum. Um, no, thank you. And then it's like, it was only the Lakers available with that huge package. And I think it was just like, okay, cool. So I honestly like kind of like both magic to initiate it and Rob to kind of finalize it. How you feeling, KB? Who gets credit? For me, I think it's uh, it's magic. Marketing is is key, and he was marketing the hell for AD. He was on <laughs> TV shows. He was on ESPN. You you remember that meme when he's shaking his head like, oh, like, bro, like we know what you're doing, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. That. That's my favorite. You know, game. Bro, like he know exactly what he's doing. Like it's like with magic, he. He one thing I respect about Magic, he don't yeah. give up. He don't care. He just I mean, goes he got after he it. got fined multiple he did. times. But but the thing is, but just just imagine that though, Tony. Fifty thousand dollars is like a is ten bucks to ten bucks to Magic Johnson. So he don't care about the fines. He just cares about getting it out there that Lakers want the stars. This is the Lakers type shit. You know what I mean? So that's what happens when you do that. He did. I'm pretty sure. Uh, what was it? I'm not. I, this was before my time. Uh. uh Zen, but when they were going for Shaq, I'm pretty sure they made it clear that they were going for Shaq and nobody else. So it just it just depends on who you what, what, who you're asking. But I think it was magic based on how his the propaganda was crazy. I'll say that now. Yeah. Um, Rel, who gets credit for the trade? Dell Demps or uh, or Langdon? Uh, I give it to Langdon. I give it to Langdon. I think. Um... This okay. front office that we have now, just the certain things that they're doing as far as like, um, you know, pick swaps and, and deferring picks later down the line and things like that. I think uh, that that's that's something in their bag. That's not really a Dell thing, I think. But yeah, maybe the framework was there from before, like how y'all said. The framework might have been there before uh, from Dell Dempsey's side of things. But um, yeah, I, I'd probably go with Trajan Langdon. All right. Um, next question. Who won the trade? Who's going first? Me? Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> uh, no, y- uh, y'all won the trade. Um, I think both teams got what they needed out of the trade. Um, so, like, in a way, it's a, it's a win-win. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, you want to win, like, a championship. And you guys won um, immediately. Um, and so... I think a lot of Pelicans fans, our thing was just like, oh, yeah, 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 you did this, you did this, but, like, you don't have a future. You don't have a future. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you gave up a lot of future picks and things like that, and, like, it, it's not guaranteed that you'll win another championship again, but then you did. You won You won out of the gate, so it's just like you got what you needed and you got the trophy to show for it. So there, there's no way that it's, it's a loss on you guys' end. And then on our end, I guess you could kind of see it either way. Um, we got things that we needed, but we haven't really been able to like consistently compete in these last like four or five years. So, um, and a lot of that's due to injury, but tough tit. People get injured. So, 
KV, Tony, who won the trade? Um, I would. I think we did win the trade. We ended up coming out with the ring. So I mean, that's just a, a long story short. It's just I, like I'd be saying, Zen is always on the you know the attitude of f them kids. I <laughs> I miss the young bloods we had because what I seen before we got AD that year when we played against the Dubs. Mm-hmm. that was like, here comes the maturity and watching these kids grow. Yeah. And that is what I love most about Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart. Those kids competed. They didn't care. And this is Lonzo Ball before injuries. And yeah. so I, I, I still miss the kids, but I think we won the trade. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with KB. Like, I miss – there is something special when you have homegrown talent. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there is something special. Like, there – like – Currently, like, even though I don't want to admit it, but when I watch the Pelicans, I'm like silently like, go Ingram. Like <laughs> when I see when I see the Knicks, I say, release Josh Hart. Like th- <laughs> those are the things that I kind of say. Like it's it's just it's just that f- those are just facts. But at the same time, is mm-hmm. like we won the trade because of the ship, but you are in a better place because of the trade. Yeah. Like does that does that make sense because like yeah. now you have assets. Now like not only in, like you you turned Josh Hart into into CJ. You turned uh Lonzo was the only one that kind of like just went just went and just went away, but like yeah. you, but at the same time like you got something in return that was towards building what you currently have, which I'm not going to lie, it looks like a playoff team when healthy. So yeah. It's just, it's, 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 I think it's a win-win for, for both sides. So I do agree on that. Yeah. I think even though the only player that we have left from that trade, like when the trade happened is Brandon Ingram. But I mean, we were able to go out and get Herb Jones um, as a result from this. And we were able to get Dyson Daniels as a result. So, I mean, we definitely were able to get some really nice pieces to build on, but again, um, it's just a lot of injury stuff. And I mean, even Brandon Ingram, he missed like almost, almost half of last season, man. He played like 45 games. So um, we've had just a lot of tough luck, but there's definitely like some sort of like, there's some potential there for sure. You can definitely see this team could put some things together, but um, yeah, it, it set us up. But we just gotta put something together now. Absolutely, I want to ask you, Rel. When so when the after the trade was made, mm-hmm. it's LeBron and AD together. Did you what did well? How many championships did you think that we would be competing for or winning? Is this is the fifth season? Okay, I'll I'll put it this way: This is the fifth season of LeBron and AD. Yeah. We have won one championship. Would yeah. you say, would you have expected more by then? Mm-mm. No, because I feel like, you know, we were talking about homegrown talent and things like that. And I know when you have LeBron on your team, like that sort of thing is just not, it's not going to happen. Like it's going to keep being trade these, this many guys, get this many guys back. And then, you know, and it might go good. Like last year, um, that trade with like the jazz and things like that. Um, it might go good. And you might, you know, you get into the playoffs, you might get first round, second round exit, whatever. But I don't think that they can like really like build that way. Like, I don't really know how to explain it. It's like, they're just going to keep on making trade after trade after trade after trade. And and it might work out and you might get far into the playoffs, but I don't think that they really like, like Denver, like look how long these dudes been playing together. 
And, you know, they've been consistently in the playoffs and everything. But last year, they just, like, firing on all cylinders. And this year, they look really good, too. But it's like, Nikola Jokic has been there since, what, like 2015 or something like that? And they drafted mm-hmm, MPJ, you know, whenever he got into the league, they drafted um, Jamal Murray and stuff like that. And then he went out and got our guy, KCP. I really, I really love KCP, man. And, and oh, I think that – uh, do y'all wish between KCP and Caruso, like, <laughs> if we would have kept, if we would, I'm gonna say this, bro. If we would have kept KCP and Caruso, we would look totally different because back that hurt. Back back. It, that hurt, dude. That hurt my soul when we let Caruso walk, and then he did an interview saying he would have took less. He was trying to take less. That hurt my soul. No, so that hurt my soul. I'm like, nah, nah, nope. Yeah, it was, it was nasty. It was, yeah. it was. It it was nasty because it's we were we were a luxury team, so we were paying like even though it was twelve million for yeah. their books, it would be it would have been I think what twenty or thirty something like something crazy like that. So it was like, yeah. do we want to pay him that? And then I think they looked at oh, but we have Ariza, we have mm-hmm. uh, Wayne Ellington, we have mm-hmm. uh, what is it uh, uh Baysmore? Dwight Howard. Like, oh yeah. Oh, Dwight Howard's back, baby. Like, uh, let's, let's get real. Oh, DeAndre Jordan. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. See, see how they just toss these young guys to the side, man. If yeah, they would have I don't like that. Guys like that, that probably would have helped you guys out a lot. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't really see winning many more besides that. And I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of people try to put an asterisk on the, um, on the championship, on the, you know, the bubble ring, the Mickey right. ring, whatever have you. I there's there's still just really no possible way to know, but just knowing Anthony Davis's history, um, he did have a really healthy year that year. But I I always like I can't help but wonder would he have stayed healthy if the season had continued on normally without however many months it was shut down and shut down for like three months or something, three four months. So, yeah. um. That's just one of those things we'll we'll never know, and it happened the way it happened, and they won, and that's it. It's in the history books, and I and I don't think it's gonna have an asterisk in history, you know. <laughs> Maybe just on NBA Absolutely. Twitter. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we have a we have a couple minutes left, um, so definitely want to uh, you know be respectful of the time, but I want to ask you, Anthony Davis. With the with the Pelicans, he averaged twenty three point seven points, ten point five rebounds in four hundred and sixty six games. With the Lakers, he has averaged twenty four point five, ten point two rebounds in two hundred and six games. Is Anthony Davis a one A number one franchise player? Uh, like just for the Pelicans specifically, or like just as a as a player, is he in general? In general, in general. Uh, I'm, I can't wait I, to hear this answer because I got I got a complicated one too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to say physically, as far as talent, yes. Mentally, no. If that makes sense. Mm. KB, go ahead. Mentally, he don't he don't want to lead. He don't want to be that guy mentally. But physically, he's that's he's deep. He's extremely talented. Like I've seen this dude come out, open the season, and have back to back fifty point games, and like and and it'll be at a loss, <laughs> and that's why he's frustrated and wanted to leave. But like, um, yeah, he just it, it, mentally he's not built like that. And look at oh. when he requested his trade. Look at when he changed his his uh his agent and everything. 
We literally just had a, a, a historical season. We just swept the Blazers. We were sixty. We just swept the thirsty. And you were like, you know what? We just lost to the to the champion, uh, the Warriors. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like your franchise guys shouldn't be doing stuff like that, you know? Very true. KB thoughts. So I'm going to say this as of now with LeBron James, he is not an A1 or a 1A player. We need LeBron James to either retire or dip from the Lakers in order to see what AD can be. That is what I'm going to say. A lot of people want to say that we need to trade for a third star. I'm more in agreement to yes, that needs to happen only with the agree uh, with agreeing that LeBron James is not going to be back next year. That's what I'm looking at. You pair somebody with AD, let lead by AD, go by AD, lead by what he wants to go by. And a lot of people don't want to go by that because they're like, oh, he's always injured. But dog, like when AD doesn't play compared to when LeBron doesn't play, we're missing a huge gap to what AD can do. AD is a staple on defense. LeBron James is a staple on offense. That's what it is. They're yin and yang. They balance each other out. I will say yes. I think he is a 1A player only if he is given the chance to lead. But he's not. Yeah. It's LeBron James. Um, can I just say this? AD will, <clears throat> AD will never be a franchise 1A player if he doesn't self-create his own shots. If he needs somebody to set him up, if That's he needs tough, somebody yeah. to be, if he needs somebody to basically feed him the ball, like that's never gonna happen. That's just that's just a fact. And at age thirty, I think he's had more time being the one B or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. being the Robin than being whatever the franchise player is. Because even in the Pelicans and and Rose, you can tell me, like, we're in their lapses where it's like, yo, where's where's the where's the motor? Where's where's the aggression? Where's the where's like Where's this mentality to kind of like get us over this and get us a win? Yeah. You know, give me the ball and I'll give you a bucket. Like it never it never seems to be that way. He's like he feels confident. He feels okay to be like, hey, just whatever the flow of the game dictates, then dictates mm-hmm. it. And I'm cool with it. Like that's that seems to be the AD way. It's crazy because it feels like half the time it feel like he can go out there. And it would seem effortless and it seemed like he's not even trying. But then there's other times where it's like the negative version of it seemed like he's not even trying. And it's just like, bro, just go out there, give the effort, and you can be great every single night. And people won't question um, your effort or your work ethic. You know what I mean? But I, I feel like, you know, you mentioned the Batman and Robin thing. When we had uh, DeMarcus Cousins, I feel like there was a conversation um it must have been a Slam Magazine uh, interview when they were on the cover and they were asking about who's Batman and who's Robin and they both said that they were Batman. And I just thought about this a few days ago. Boogie was Batman. Boogie was for sure a Batman. And I think at mm-hmm. the time, because AD had been there, I was like, nah, AD's Batman, you know, it's whatever. But now, looking back, now that I'm a little bit older and wiser, <laughs> I'm like, nah, uh, Boogie was definitely a Batman. We could have did something you know, special had he not hurt that Achilles. Man. Oh, that was a yeah. Twin Towers for the ages. I will say this. <clears throat> I think, and I'm going to call bullshit on something Tony said. So <laughs> AD is a setup big. Oh, really? You have to, he has to be set up. Yeah, so was Shaq. And you, and no one can tell me that Shaq wasn't the, the number one person. Now, you had a young Kobe who was definitely wanting that spot, but Shaq was the guy. I'll say this with AD. I don't think he'll um, be a 1A player for this reasons. For this reason, because... <clears throat> For over one year, I have been griping about 
that, yo, AD needs to demand the ball. There's been too many games last year against Utah. We just saw it uh, this season in a couple of games where he'll have, what, 16, 17 points in the first half, zero in the second. And there's no aggression to say, yo, get me the fucking ball. Let me do what I need to do. Um, and because of that, I'm just like, okay, if he's not willing to to advocate for himself offensively, that then it's like, okay, you're not that guy. You you want to be led. You want to sit. You want to ride in the sidecar. So that's where I'm like, okay, can he be an all time great one B? Yes, but that one A as saying, hey, this is your squad. We're going. You're going to lead us. Mm, I can't, I don't see it. I don't see it, but we know it's a team sport. We know it's valuable. Uh, he's valuable, but yeah. I don't see it. I don't see it, but, but look, yo, can I, um, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Tony respond. Just, just no. Yeah. I, I have to respond because you, you, you just basically say, no, uh, do your thing. <laughs> you, you just, you just basically said Shaq and you put well, Shaq and, and AD. Lot, so you know. Yeah, no, but you, you basically put Shaq and AD in the same conversation. <laughs> By the way, Shaq, Hell no. when he faces, would, no, no. You, you just did. You just did. Uh, no. You just did. And, and would, in, the yes, context, you did. in the context of Shaq is a setup big. Hell no, he uh -huh. would never be in the same conversation as Shaq. Okay, They're question. Can big. AD pass? Okay, when AD gets that pass in the post, what normally happens? Instant double team, right? A help defender, somebody will try to double team. And what does AD kind of struggles with? Passing out of double teams. Again, so that is not a question. That... Man, he's no, he's I'm saying. They would double team? That's what I'm trying to say. He hasn't figured that shit out. Like, if, if Shaq, when he gets a double team, he'll probably plow through the shit. Like, he'll probably split the double team and be like, I'm going to dunk this shit on you. <laughs> and you have and you can say nothing about it like that's that's the shack way anthony davis is like uh, can i do a fadeaway can i do <laughs> like and, and it's and it's two different there's two different thing philosophies difference of philosophies here like it's yeah let, 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 let me do a fadeaway like contest a fadeaway and it's like yo that's not that's not he got to protect himself though shack ain't have to worry oh, about God. that kind of thing you know shack gonna go straight through your chest AD, yeah, man, he's not doing like that. He yeah, he's like, mm, mm, I'm a guard. Let me, let me get a fatal. Hey, oh, he was, hey. he was a guard. He was a guard. He still got that guard mentality. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, oh, yeah, man. but you know, a rel, we this has been a this has been such a dope conversation. But look, the last question before we get you out of here, the last question we ask all of our guests: What are what are you watching? What are you currently watching? Streaming services, whatever. What are you currently watching? Shows, movies, anything? Shows, movies, anything. Uh, I've been watching The Neighborhood a lot uh, on Paramount Plus. It's just a sitcom with like um, Cedric the Entertainer. He's just so funny to me, and uh, mm -hmm. it's it's a good it's a good little show. It's, you know, I put it on in the background. I work from home, so I put it on in the background while I work, and um, it's it's hilarious. But um. Best movie I saw recently, though, talk to me. That's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. As far as horror, I've heard a lot of good things about that movie. I've heard a lot of good things about that movie. Hey, yeah, it's one Cedric, of those you watch it and then you go watch like ten YouTube videos about it after you watch the movie. Like that's the type of movie it was for me. Ah, all right, uh, KB, what you watching, man? 
Um, I uh, just finished WandaVision. I'm a big Marvel fan, so finished that. Mm. And then I am uh, working on, what was it, the secret? Uh, oh, God, I forgot what it was. Invasion. Secret Invasion. I'm working on finishing that and then getting on to the new thing. So that's what I'm working on as of now. Loki will be next after. Tony? Um, I'm actually finishing up Coco Melon at, uh, season number. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If I'm being honest, that's the it's it's been it's been one of those weeks where I've been I've been trying to find something to watch, and it's it's either the kids, like especially my my younger one, is like, no, I want to watch this, and it's like, okay, and then I I, I take out my phone, it's like, no, 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 you're you're gonna watch Coco Melon. <laughs> That's what I'm watching. So, so there, there you go. You go. Uh, I'm oh, wow. I'm currently watching Bass. Speaking of Paramount Plus, I'm currently watching Bass Reeves. As soon as we finish this recording, I'm gonna watch the new newest episode. Uh, it is a, a Taylor Sheridan show. He's the creator of Yellowstone and K- Mayor Kingstown and um, Tulsa King. Dopest, amazing, fuck. about amazing one of the first black sheriffs. Amazing, Man. amazing show. Amazing show. Um, about one of the first black sheriffs um, in the, the country. So yeah, it's dope as fuck. But look, folks, this has been, uh, we took a one week hiatus. hiatus. Um, Tony, he got me sick. I don't know how from 27 miles, 100 miles away. He got me sick. We were all down for the counts, but I uh, appreciate you guys uh, rocking with us. We'll be back next week. We'll find find some shit to talk about we'll gripe about the team we'll talk about why ad's not uh doing his job we'll talk about about all of lebron's la fuck you threes we'll talk about austin reeves getting cooked like a bowl of jambalaya we'll talk about it all um appreciate you guys this has been meeting of the gold mines i am zen aka born rebel appreciate you guys thank you very much peace the cage we raising all of the stakes make no mistake either you stay in your place or we put in you on a plate look at our face we put the fear in the dirt